Hey everybody, this is Mike Patterson. Welcome to this episode of Embrace Growth. Embrace Growth is a podcast dedicated to personal growth work and changing the world as we know it. The world that we know it, eh, it's a different place right now. And in this episode, I'm not interviewing anybody. I'm talking to you. So relax. I have some tools, some information that I've gathered this week. And hopefully we can spend the next little while together. And I'll have some solutions for some questions that are maybe rolling around in your head. So stick around, and we'll get started in just a moment. Okay. Well, here we are, oh, a couple weeks into this thing called COVID-19, the coronavirus. And I've been asked by several people to get some information out. Well, one thing that I'm constantly doing for myself and leader champions is trying to develop my leadership, trying to help other people develop their leadership. And what I've realized recently watching leaders is that here's a crisis happening in the world and all the leaders are trying to get information out there to people as quickly as possible. One of the things that I'm witnessing that scares the hell out of me is that as a leader, if I don't know, then I don't know. And to watch leaders just give information as quickly as possible when they don't know the information. Um, yeah, it's it's a problem. It's a problem in, in two different ways. One, I see it as a problem is could be the wrong information. The other problem that I see is the information could create chaos. And it's definitely not vulnerable leadership as I teach and say, you know... I just don't have an answer for you right now. Let me see what I can do and get back to you. And that's one of the tools that I teach in leadership is to, it's okay to not know. And it's okay to say, I don't know. And there's just too many people that are not saying that. They're just acting as though they know. So, uh, so I don't have any answers for you necessarily. What I do know as a coach and as a person on this planet is I know a few things about us humans and how we react to things. A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode. Joey Cardella and I from Leader Champions had a great conversation about human needs. And those human needs broken down by Tony Robbins talk about six human needs 
which he lays out as certainty, variety, significance, and love and connection. Those are the four fundamental human needs. And then in order to get fulfillment in your life, there's two more needs, which includes growth and contribution. We can also look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. He starts with the basic physiological needs. He has kind of a pyramid, right? So there's at the bottom is there are physiological needs, and just above that are safety needs. And he's calling those the basic needs. So right now during these times of crisis, people are trying to take care of their physiological needs over their safety needs. They're more basic. So if you want to understand why someone might risk their health to go out to the store, it's because, well, if I don't have food, I need to go to the store and get food if that's the only way I know to get food. I will risk my safety to do so. We live in a wonderful time in this world where we don't have to fight off wild animals and fight each other in the streets for a bone to eat. But instead, our brain and our body is still designed and developed in order to take care of our needs and it just works differently in this modern age that's why if someone insults me at the office or somebody puts me down in front of others and it hits my ego or my reputation it does the same physiological thing in my body it hits those survival needs that has me acting as though wild animals coming towards me. Same thing. But I hope you get my point that what we do as humans in this modern age is still based on how our body and our brain work. So we might perceive our physiological needs being in danger right now. We might know by watching the news that there's no toilet paper or hand sanitizer, and so we want to rush out and hoard these things because other humans might get them. And that's taken us back to our reptilian brain, our basic instincts, so that if there was some scraps of food in the street and we're fighting over them, right, it's it's crazy and at the same time if we understand what our body's doing it's not that crazy it's very natural it just sucks because we live in this modern age and hopefully we are advanced enough during these times of crisis what I'm realizing is how we're not advanced how we really fall back into default and the default is our physiological needs above our safety needs and right now there's some safety concerns out there that I would hope we're all taking care of. And they're calling it social distancing. It's really like personal distancing. It's making sure that I don't get sick. These are the basic needs that Maslow has lined out. And above 
that in the pyramid he has the psychological needs, which are belongingness and love. And above that are esteem needs. So he's calling that the um, psychological needs. And then above that, he's got self-fulfillment needs, which is self-actualization. So if I look at that hierarchy, it's the same needs that Tony Robbins is laying out. It's the same needs that exist for all of us is this idea that right now certainty is a need. It's a human need that we all have. And I'm not asking for you to agree with me. <laughs> I'm just hoping that you understand that we don't have the certainty that we want right now. And with the lack of that certainty, it has us doing interesting things. Certainty is our survival needs. It has to do with stability, safety, comfort. So all of those things I believe are lacking in most of our lives right now. I might not be able to go to work. I might not be able to go to the gym. When I have anxiety, that's what I want to do. I want to go to the gym and work out and work through the anxiety. And that's not possible right now. <sighs> I might not know how to pay my bills. And I might not have enough money in the bank to feed the kids through the end of the month. And I understand the fear. I understand how this lack of certainty exists in most of our lives right now. And if it doesn't directly affect us, it definitely affects someone that we know, someone that we care about, the majority of Americans do, sadly enough, live from paycheck to paycheck. If that's not you, just understand that you're privileged, you're fortunate, and maybe you can reach out and help someone else because there is a lack of certainty. These are uncertain times right now in this country, in this world. All this doom and gloom? No, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about hope. It's about tools. It's about understanding. So what I want you to hear is that you're not alone. None of us are alone. We are all in this together. And I'll talk, I'll keep coming back to that. We are all in this together. And perhaps there's something about that that will blossom out of this time. More on that later. So the next thing I want to talk about after basic needs is at some level, all of us on this planet right now are grieving. And culturally, we don't talk about grief. We don't know much about grief. We're supposed to just move on with our lives and people don't want to know that we're sad. I'll make it about men because I know that for me as a man, it's easier to be angry than sad. And there's this idea that men don't cry or that men aren't supposed to be sad. And I do a lot of work with men. I work with women as well. But this idea of grief 
people are dying, literally. There's a lot of people dying from this virus. I think in the weeks and months to come, we will all know someone personally that has passed because they got sick. And we will definitely know close friends that knew someone that was close to them that passed. The other part of it is there's a lot of people that are losing a lot of money right now, like I said, with lack of certainty in the stock market and their comfort level. And they're taking their own lives. I think we're going to look back on this, and and all of this that's happening right now is very unprecedented. There's grief, real grief, sadness, this idea of loss. And I haven't done a deep podcast yet about grief. I have one in the works because I have trainings in the works on grief and grief resilience. But what I will say right now on this podcast is that as a culture, we don't know how to grieve. And I want to tell you a few things about grieving. So let's talk about the stages of grief. There's a few models out there. One of them has seven stages. One of them has five. I'm just going to stick with the simple five-stage model. And the first stage of grief is denial. And I think that as a culture, as a world, we all can admit that there was a denial of a pandemic. Even when this thing hit months ago, in January, this thing hit over in China, and watching the images on the news, it was still this idea of, that's over there. That's not here. When it hit Italy, and the historic buildings and cultural exhibits that were just closed to all tourists and they started to lock that city down and we saw those images of no one allowed out of their homes and again that's over there even our government decided okay we're not going to allow any flights in from Europe and people from Europe that were Americans, a lot of them had to fly through Canada or Mexico to enter this country to get home. Again, denial, first stage of grief. We're just not going to accept that that's coming, that that's going to be part of our reality. And the next stage of grief is anger. And I think that's where we're getting to right now. I think that's where we're entering. Again, for me as a man, grief, sadness, loss, those aren't things that 
I was raised to talk about, to feel, to express. It's easier for me as a man to do anger. And anger, unfortunately, is accepted in our culture, in our world. And during times like these, when the world is grieving, and there's a lot of sadness and loss, I think this second stage of grief, anger, is what's happening. You know, there's people that have to stay at home. And I'm one of those people. I am thankful and privileged that I live in the country. I have acreage. I can go for a hike in a beautiful area. I can walk down the street and probably won't be passed by too many cars. And I think about the guy, the woman, the family that lives in an apartment in the city shelter at home has a whole different meaning than it does for me here living in the woods that shelter at home means if I step outside of my apartment that I have neighbors right next door that the handrail leading to downstairs and outside might be contaminated that to walk outside means I might be confronted with a fine or worse yet be confronted with somebody else that's too close to me that could be infected that makes me angry and I'm sure that that makes people angry that live in the city and understandably so so if I was to define anger I have a couple of different definitions but anger is there's something that I want that I cannot get that makes me angry the other definition would be that there's some sort of injustice happening that I deserve something more than this that's anger get it by definition And it's the second stage of grief. And it's easier to be angry than it is to be sad. And with everything that's happening, with our lack of certainty in the world, anger is real, anger is happening, and that anger can be directed outward at somebody else. And it can be directed inward at yourself. And... Just be aware of your anger. The third stage of grief would be bargaining. I think that's also beginning to happen right now. The people are bargaining to go outside. People are bargaining to get what they need. People are bargaining 
what it's going to take to get ventilators, gowns, masks, hoarding takes place. I think this is all kind of the bargaining process. And let's be aware of what we're bargaining for. And people are driving a hard bargain. The definition of bargaining would be to negotiate the terms and conditions of a transaction. It's to haggle, to barter, to negotiate. It's an interesting stage in grief because I think it puts us almost back at denial, right? Is something's happening and we've worked past this anger part, but now here we are trying to just negotiate with it. What can we do with this? How can we change this? If anger is that there's an injustice and this shouldn't be happening to me, then this next step of bargaining is, okay, this is happening to me. Let me change the agreement because, again, I still don't deserve this. Up next is depression. That's not anything that I'm looking forward to in this process of grieving for the planet, for everything that's happening. And I don't know how long this is going to last. None of us do. But just be aware, if you are depressed, what can you do with that? I'm laying out these stages of grief quickly so that we can understand as a world we are grieving to understand that we can do something different. But to understand the stages of grief are going to allow us just to understand, have an awareness. These are processes that we're going to go through. Everybody who goes through any sort of grieving process gets to this point. Again, it starts with denial, anger, bargaining, depression. And if you are depressed, please reach out. Please go back to those needs, those basic needs, and say, all right, love, connection, that's a basic need. How can I be vulnerable? How can I ask for some love, some connection, some help? That depression is real. And it's the fourth stage of grief. It's a deep, dark sadness. It's a hole that we can all fall into from time to time. If you find yourself in that hole, not only do you need to climb out, but sometimes you need to ask for some help out. And if you understand anything about empathy, empathy is my ability to crawl down into the hole with somebody who's down there and to not try to fix it, not pretend that I can make it better, but to just let that person know, hey, I'm down here, I'm down here in this hole with you, and I'm not going anywhere. So how can we all have a little bit of empathy for those around us that are in this fourth stage of grief? that are sitting down in the deep, dark hole of depression.
And the final stage of grief is acceptance. It's just accepting the loss. It's just accepting that what we used to have is gone, at least for now. The world that we knew, I'll make it about me, the world that I knew in the middle of March no longer exists, not in this moment. That world is gone. And here I am, the sooner that I can work through this process of grief. It is a process and it needs to be worked through, through to completion. And the sooner that I can do that, the sooner that I can get to acceptance of what is with this grief that's happening in the world, the sooner that I can move forward with my life and the changes that exist in it. Again, I'm going to keep coming back to the fact that we're all in this together. There's nobody on this planet right now, and even if you're listening to this up in the, the far north of Alaska, I know I have some listeners up there, it might not affect you that much, and yet this is a worldwide epidemic. What's really interesting is how quickly this whole thing spread all over the world and that we truly are a global community. We are all in this together. This place called planet Earth is our home. We all have to share it. None of us are going to jump in a spaceship and take off to some other place, some better place, some safer place. It's up to us at this point to reach out, to help each other, to look within myself, to reframe some things that I used to believe were truth. And when I say reframe, I mean actually changing what my truth is to look at the opportunity that exists here to understand that love is better or more powerful than fear I've been taught some tools about the difference between love and fear I used to think that the opposite of love was hate and now what I know to be true is that the opposite of love is fear. So let me just lay this out for you guys so that you can understand the difference. Let me just say, I get to choose. I get to choose responsibility rather than to be a victim. I get to choose to be proactive rather than reactive. Instead of running away from something, I can run towards something. Instead of resisting the change that is happening in this world, I can actually grow from it. I can learn from it rather than to stay in my comfort zone. I hope this is starting to make sense.
It's the idea that rather than being protected or attacking somebody, defending myself, that I can be open and vulnerable, right? Rather than me doing something for myself, I actually get to ask for help. Okay? It's about living in the moment rather than being in the future and being scared about the unknown or holding on to the past. So let's just look at that for a second. We can't really hold on to the past. It's gone. We can't be afraid of the future. It's out there in the future. So there's a tool right there is to just be in the moment. And to be in the moment is actually a place of love rather than fear. I hope that makes sense. It's about empowering others, mentoring others. That's what I'm trying to do right here on this podcast. The other alternative coming from fear would be to control or to dominate. The idea that I can fix somebody or something, no, that's a place of fear. How can I just listen and be of service? It's about connection, reaching out to people, making a phone call, not texting, and don't stay in isolation. Isolation is a place of fear. We need connection right now. It's about not blaming and judging others, but understanding and having compassion, empathy. Coming from a place of love right now would mean understanding gratitude, creating a gratitude practice, rather than to look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have and be grateful for it. I may have to surrender my expectations I may have to surrender, but it's better than being attached. Because if I'm attached, if I can't bend during these turbulent times, I'm probably going to break. And there's a lot of people breaking out there right now. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you're collecting some of these tools, if you're having an understanding of what I'm talking about, the difference from coming from a place of love rather than coming from a place of fear. What is it that you can do to come from a place of love, accept these things, surrender to these things, reframe your ideas about what this world is? Last week I was on a podcast called Mask Off Mondays, that's hosted by Brandon Clift. Him and I did a podcast uh, earlier here on Embrace Growth about millennials. But Brandon has a podcast for the Mankind Project, which I also work for. And there was a panel of us that got together just to talk about connection and how to connect during these times. And there was a, there was a great panel of coaches and experts on there we talked about all kinds of different things, but one of the things, one of the concepts that was brought up was this idea of returning home, returning to the self, that to go into that place during these times. I talked about connection, how so many of us think about connection in the outside world, and with it being one of our human needs, 
I talked about connection to the self. I talked about connection in nature. And then I was on some other calls this week where I was so happy to hear that people were, since it's springtime, planting seeds. They were putting together little greenhouses and growing food. And that was one of the things that they were doing that they wouldn't normally do, is to grow food. Whether they were choosing to do that because of fear of the grocery stores not having food, or whether they were choosing to do that because they were scared that the food at the grocery store wasn't safe. All that aside, I think it's a great way for people to connect to nature. And especially if I'm going to spend more time at home these days, what a great way to connect. So now I'm going to ask us all to look at all of this, all of this madness, all of this change, all of this uncertainty. I'm going to ask us all to look at this as an opportunity. And if I keep talking about how in this podcast that we're all in this together, this global community, this idea that everyone on the planet is connected right now. Think about that. People have tried really hard to connect all of us on this planet through music, through different means of communication. There's been a lot of people spending a lot of time to connect us all, everyone on the planet. Connect us all. And here we are. And right about now, you might be thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? But just hear me out. When I say we have an opportunity and that we're all connected, at this time is the first time that the entire globe has been in the same predicament. We've spent so much time in history or throughout history being against each other. We've stood for ourselves. Our individual countries, our individual states, our individual households. But now we're all in this together. There's no place on this planet that's safe from this virus. And in some miraculous way, we're all connected. We can all work together. We can all reach out and connect globally against this thing that's happening. And through that, there's the opportunity for us to become stronger, not as a nation, not as a people, not as a race, not as a culture, but globally. And through that connection and through our victories, something can happen right now in history that's never happened before because nothing 
has happened like this before in history. So if I can leave you with some hope, the hope that I want to leave you with is look at the opportunity that exists right now. We live in a very special time. Today's episode of Embrace Growth was brought to you by Leader Champions. Leader Champions offers online group coaching. It's online, you're in a group, and you have a coach to guide you through whatever it is that's troubling your world. Or you just show up to the group and share the victories. We all like to share the victories. Visit www.leaderchampions.com to find out more. New episodes appear on Mondays so that you can start your week in a positive way, embracing your own personal growth. Please embrace your own growth. Support others to embrace theirs. And together, we can change the world. I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care out there.